Hey guys, in this video, we're going to talk about the seven lessons that I've learned from many weight loss failures. Now, I've been in practice for 29 years, I worked on about 40,000 different people. So I had a lot of interaction with people and you learn so much from your clients. It's incredible. So I guess that's why you call it a practice. So you're practicing and they're a patient. So they have to have patients and we have a waiting room. <laughs> but I had a great opportunity to find out what works and what doesn't work. Okay, so I'm going to go through the seven lessons that I've learned. Okay, so let's start with number one, fruit. Okay, so here's the lesson that I learned about fruit. Uh, you don't want to use fruit if you're trying to help people lose weight. Now, I'm talking about someone with a slow metabolism. I pretty much approach everyone from the viewpoint that they have a slow metabolism. Why do we do that? Because we're going to get results with every type of case. Okay, but if you're operating off this idea that everyone has a good metabolism and they don't have insulin resistance, your results are going to be very, very poor. Okay, so tiny bit of fruit could block a lot of fat burning for a day or two. Okay, lesson number two, snacks. Now, I used to recommend so-called healthy snacks. I used to consume healthy snacks between meals and definitely at night. At the time, I thought it was okay because it was healthy. It wasn't junk food. But I found out through trial and error that that's really bad advice because the snacking increases insulin just because anytime you eat, you trigger insulin. Okay. And this data is right in Guyton's physiology. I must have missed it when I originally studied that. But the point is that if you cut out the snacks, that one action creates huge benefits. So it's a very important lesson that I learned if you want to get results with stubborn weight especially if you have a slow metabolism or a thyroid issue or whatever. Okay. So even if it's healthy, you want to do everything to avoid the snacking between the meals. That's why we do intermittent fasting. All right. Number three, uh, I used to recommend, uh, it's called a liver enhancement. And it was in my first book, uh, that you would go very low protein, you know, even like no protein. Okay. For first two weeks, bad advice. I was thinking that that would be toxic to the body and we're going to detoxify the body by not giving protein, but people would crash and burn. They had a lot of blood sugar issues because our bodies need amino acids to rebuild and repair. So if you cut it out too low or not enough, you're going to actually cause a lot of problems with hair loss, uh, loss of muscle, especially for two weeks. So we want to have a moderate amount of protein. Okay. We don't want to do a um, a protein detox. We don't want to do a no protein anything. Number four, I used to recommend that your breakfast was the most important meal of the day. It was in my first book and I learned that it's actually bad advice. Why would you want to screw up the, the fast all night long and then you break the fast with the breakfast, okay? And then you're going to be hungry an hour later. Push yourself closer and closer to lunch and not eat until you're hungry and eventually skip the breakfast, I find that a lot of people do very, very, very well, not just with their weight, but for the, with their health, because you want to go a longer period of time with fasting because you're coming out of sleeping. Okay. You're already in this fast ride the wave. You have momentum. You don't want to screw it up with the breakfast. Okay. You want to go as long as you can without eating. Very, very important. So the lesson I learned is the breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. Okay. And number five, I know I would, I was recommending low fat or lean protein, bad advice, very bad advice. I just pretty much picked it up from what I was taught. 
but I never personally evaluated to see if it actually worked or not. And you want to go a little bit higher fat, not crazy, but you want to go a little bit higher because fat is very, very important to satisfy you to go from one meal to the next. To, so you can do intermittent fasting to provide the fat soluble vitamins, essential fatty acids. This is very, very important, especially for losing weight and also looking good and being healthy. Okay. And fat is the only t macronutrient that doesn't trigger insulin. Now you've heard of the glycemic index, which are all the foods that will spike insulin and they rate those on a scale, but there's also something called the insulin index, okay, which is all the non-carbohydrate foods that have an influence over insulin, okay, which is a little bit different. And it just so happens that fat is very low on the list. The more pure the fat is, the lower influence it has over insulin. And this is why fat is actually okay to consume especially if you're trying to lose weight, okay? That's number five. Now, number six was this. I was not focusing on the history of the patient. I wasn't focusing enough on diving in and getting clues from a stubborn case, whether it's weight loss or some other problem. And a good lesson to learn is to take a good history, especially asking the client, when did you start having this problem? When did you exactly start gaining weight and, or having a stubborn metabolism? And then what happened just before that? That is such an important question that I don't know a lot of doctors that ask that question. You're going to get all sorts of incredible, valuable data that's going to actually help you solve the case. Now, whether it was a pregnancy, a trauma, a stress event, you, a change of something, changing your diet, you can get valuable data to actually revert that or change something or alter something. And I'll just give you an example. Um, so someone came in and they, they tried everything. They couldn't lose weight and um, um, they've done every diet. Uh, they, they can't even actually lose weight on a 500 calorie diet, right? And this person's been everywhere. They're very frustrated. So I asked them, when did you start getting weight? And she said, I was always overweight. Okay. Well, always? Yes, my whole life. Even when you're an infant? She said, well, no. I said, okay, what, at what age did you start getting weight? And she said, when I was five. I go, thank you. So you were skinny when you were four. She goes, yes. Okay, we're getting somewhere. I said, now what happened right before you started getting weight? Like when you were four or five and she started looking and reflecting and she goes, you know, I had really bad asthma. I said, oh, okay. And they gave me steroids. Hello? That's the clue right there. It was the steroids. Steroids will really induce um, a, a spike of cortisol and make you fat, especially at an early age. So then we started focusing on the adrenal glands and trying to do things to undo that. So unfortunately, there's not enough doctors that dig into what happens just before you had this symptom and then using that data. They just go right for the remedy. Very, very important lesson that I learned from that. Okay, so number seven, omitting the getting healthy first. So it's not lose weight to get healthy. It's get healthy first, then lose the weight. Okay, so let me tell you when I um, kind of stumbled on that concept, which is an important lesson. I had a person come in to my office. She was the daughter of one of my um, staff, and she was 320 pounds. She was a young girl, early 20s. And she basically has tried everything to lose weight. Nothing's working. Of course, she went back to her old habits, which is basically 
she didn't even eat in the morning, but then she pigged out in the, at night and just ate a ton of junk food, like massive amounts. So she was very, very large. So I put her in my program. She's totally willing. The first month, she loses zero weight, okay? Now, I went into a severe depression. I was very frustrated. I'm like, you lost nothing? I felt like a failure, but she didn't seem to be upset. She was actually okay with it. And I was very surprised. And I said, are you okay with that? She goes, yeah, I feel really good now. I just feel really good. I have so much energy. Look at my skin. Look at my fluid is better. And I'm like, wow, interesting. So she stuck with it another month. Okay, so after month two, she lost 21 pounds, okay? And I'm like, wow, that's cool, right? So she stuck with it in month three. She lost a total of 63 pounds from zero to 63 in three months, okay? And I had this incredible realization that, wow, you're getting healthy first. You have to get healthy, not lose weight. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was a light bulb that went off. What an important lesson. But all these cases that I thought were failures were, were not failures. It was working. I just didn't give it enough time. Now, if a client doesn't know that and they go into this program and they don't see results within the first week as far as weight loss results, they're going to get frustrated and quit. When in fact, it could be that it was working. It just They just had to give it more time. Okay, So the lesson to be learned in number seven is to focus on the health indicators. Energy level, cravings gone, stress level better. Those things are important. Whereas some people trying to lose weight and they don't know this, and let's say they feel like crap, they're tired, they still crave, but they're losing weight, sort of, right? And they're exercising like crazy and they're stressed out. They think that's healthy. No, you have to go with the health because healthy bodies will eventually lose the excess, okay? Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate your attention and put your comments down below. Hey guys, so there's a whole bunch of people that really need this information. So press the share button and let's get it way out there.